All right, so the Sefer Mishle with the Bira Gro, um I'm going to start off with a couple of Abdelmas, uh introductions. Luckily for us, the Vilgo also felt it was important to have Abdelmas. Not only that, but he understood that Shlomo Melech hard-coded the Hagdamas introductions into the very Sefer Mishle itself. So in the analysis of the first few Psukim, we're going to see a number of crucial introductions to the Sefer. Okay. Firstly, the, the Gon analyzes the first three psukim of the Sefer. So we'll read the first three psukim. Mishle Shlomo ben David Melch Yisrael. These are the proverbs of uh, Shlomo, the son of David. What does that mean? I don't know Proverb? That, yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, a marshal. Mishle. Uh, a parable. A proverb is a, is a parable? Yeah. Uh, of Shlomo, the son of David, king of Israel. That's the first verse. Second verse. Ladas Chochma Umusr. To know wisdom and self-affliction. I'm going to translate Musr right now as self-affliction. You'll see why. The goal is going to help us with that. But it's coming from a language of Yisurim. Affliction. So Musr. Lahavin Imribina. To understand utterances of understanding. That's the second verse. And the third verse is Lakachas Musr. To take away self-restraint, self-affliction. Haskel, which is successful. Tzedek Umishpat Umisharim. Righteousness, justice, and straightness. So the Gon takes these three psukim, and he tells us over here, Shlomo Melech is telling us what this whole book is about. Okay, Every object that you look at, including a book, is going to have the following characteristics. It's going to have the homer, the material that it is made of. Let's first talk about a simple object like a table, for example. Right? So it'll have the homer, the material that it's made out of. It'll have the, uh, a craftsman, the one that made it. Who made it, right? You can have a, an amateur, you can have the world's, uh, you know, Picasso or whatever, some great art, uh, artisan, artisan make it, right? Then you have its function. What does the thing do? Is it a table? Is it a violin? What is it? Right? And then finally, its purpose. What is it for? You have a table, you have a writing table, you have a dinner table, you could have a, a learning table, right? So, so those are the four. Oh, four so, of them you said, okay. So, so these are three. Here we go. Four. Okay. Material, craftsman, function, and purpose. And function and purpose, initially, it seems maybe sometimes uh, not clear distinction, but once you understand it, it's the distinction is different between the Shemaim arts. One is what the thing does, and the other is what for. There's the what and the what for. Those of us that are in the Mesusi Sharim, Yosef, we just discussed the what and the what for. Exactly. So the what is, for example, we're doing mitzvahs, doing mitzvahs in this world, right? The what for is for the closest story with Hashem. In other words, closest to Hashem. Right, right, right. You, right. Closest here as well, or just closest to Nolmaba? Primarily Nolmaba, oh, right? Okay. But, but a little bit here. Anyway, that's a side point. Because that's, so, the, so it's the what and the what for. So very, very different. Right? Again, you could have a, a violin. It makes music, right? But what for? I don't know, to help uh, people for, for therapy. Right? You play a violin and help people treat them with therapy. Yeah? Okay, so those are the differences. Okay, so here we go. So it says, says the Gonet, we learned in the first three psukim. Mishle, Proverbs or uh, parables. parables, yeah? Uh, parable is the right word. I think a, parable is like a story about someone. Isn't that a parable? Yeah. I think a, a, a marshal uh, is... That's how marshal is typically translated. Or how we've heard it. As a parable? From, from rabbis giving I, mean, I think proverb is probably more, more accurate. Okay. Yeah. Or an analogy, meaning in yeah. simpler terms, an analogy, right? Yeah. Like a... Like a there might be a parable, or there might not be. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll see. But the point is, Mishle, which is called a mushroom, right? 
So, so the material that Shomel chose to use is is mashal, analogies. He could have chosen a, a different material, uh, poems, right? po- poetry. Could have been, now poetry is just material. You could do whatever. You know, um, what's it called? Um, um, rhymes or rhythms oh, or yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Right. So you could use that them for different things. So so here too, uh, mashalim, you could use them for different things. Here the thing that is being used is mashalim. That's what we're, we're using. Now, who is the craftsman? Who's the one that is using the, the material of Mashal? It's Shlomo Melech. It's Shlomo Ben Dalad Melech Yisrael. He's the one that's crafting them, which means this is the world's greatest craftsman over here, right? Of these Mashalim. Okay? Now, what are these Mashalim going to do? The what? Right? He's going to give us, I'll just summarize the entire chapter in concise, going to make us smart. But specifically, make us smart, right? We'll break it down, but... But to make to make you smart, and why? What and then the why and then the no, why in what in Torah? In, in, in it actually, we're going we're to see in three different areas. Okay, in in the realms of, of Torah, of self knowledge, and of uh, and of uh, wisdom. Yeah. Um, but and then what and then the question: What for? Remember the fourth thing? What's the what's the purpose of this thing? That's lekachas musar haskil sharm to have musar from it and to become better people out of it. Okay, that's that's the that's the main. So so again, so we have the the vehicle that's being used is mashalim analogies. The one who's crafting the mashlomo melech, that, that's the craftsman. The, what are they going to do? They're going to make us wise, and what for? So that we become better people. That's number one. Number two, the goal points out that if if we zoom in on the first pasuk over here, Mishle shlomo ben david melchisrael, it seems a little bit verbose. I wouldn't have known if it just said. Mishle Shlomo Melech. I wouldn't have known who we're talking about. Like another Shlomo. How many Shlomos are there? Why do I need this and that? Mishle Shlomo Ben David Melch Yisrael. It's a lot of words. Yeah. So the goal explains, and this is what Yosef was pointing out. That yeah, what, what exactly are we going to be learning over here? So in general, it's wisdom. Yeah. But specifically, the goal says that the Sefer Mishle breaks down into three sections, and the way that you know when a new section starts is it will again begin with. Uh, Mishli, with the word Mishli. So, for example, if, if you look in chapter 10, those that have a safer in front of them, you'll see that it begins with Mishli Shlomo Ben uh, uh, Mishli Shlomo Ben Chochem. Sorry, Mishli Shlomo. Kama. Kind of strange. We've been already dealing with Mishli Shlomo. This is the 10th chapter over here, right? So, and it happens again. So the Gon points out that, that this safer Mishli really is comprised of three separate parts. That's he kind of Shlomo is indicating to you when part one is ended, what part two is about to begin. What are these three parts? Three parts are chokma, wisdom. Second one is musr, self affliction, self refinement, and the third one is Torah, knowing basically the the will of Hashem. So that's going to be chapters one through nine is going to be the chokma, ten through twenty four is going to be the musr, and twenty five to the end is going to be Torah. Okay, so now, being that the purpose is these three things, says the goal, in the begin before you open up a safer, you always refer, the very first thing you want to know is the credentials of the author. Right? People often say, Oh I heard I heard a I heard a vort, you have to hear this. First question you ask is, who did you hear from? Right? Not the person who told you, but who is the who's the author, right? It makes a very, very big difference. If if I if I hear a Dvartora and it sounds like nonsense, right? But it's said over in the name of Rabbi Akiva, 
then probably I just need to spend many years thinking about it, and eventually, hopefully, I'll understand something. Whereas if it was your neighbor, then I'll just dismiss it and continue on with my day. Right? Is there a possibility that your neighbor is extraordinarily brilliant and actually some depth to it? It's possible, right? But that's not, I'm not going to give it the same level of weightiness as the words of Rabbi Akiva. So important credentials up front. So being the Shlomo Melech is writing over here three separate svarim, a sefer about Chochmah, about Musr, and about Torah. So therefore, he presented his credentials in the very first possible. Like that's unnecessary. Why? Who, who, I, I assume people know who Shlomo Melech is, like you said. So like, why, why well, let me ask you a question. Did you know that Shlomo Melech was a very big uh, chassid in the Yerush Shemayim? Not necessarily, but if he's the, supposed to be the smartest person. Well, smart is good. That's going to help us with one of the three categories. Chachma is going to be one of the three categories. Right. So, he's writing a book on Chachma, on Musr, and on Torah. So the, the, when, we say, when you say wisdom, it's wisdom of... It's not just showing his wisdom? Or is it like what wisdom is it, is it breaking down? He's going to be teaching us wisdom. Uh-huh. So when you're saying the introduction, though, it's, it's first going to talk about him, not his wisdom. Like when it's introducing him, it's not talking about his wisdom. No, so, so, what's the credentials to talk, so what's the credentials to writing a book about wisdom? You have to be wise, right? Right. So that's what's the, the credentials for writing a book about Musr? You have to be a chassid. Uh-huh. What's the credentials for writing a book about Torah? You have to be a massive Torah scholar. So therefore, says Shlomo in the very first passage, Mishle, Shlomo is one. Ben David is two. Melch Yisrael is three. Now, Shlomo already, Yosef gave it away. Shlomo, we know, Shlomo is notorious for Chacham Mikol Adam. Right? Shlomo was the wisest of all men, so that's, that's uh, pretty straightforward. Like the Pazak itself says, Vayakim Mikol Adam. Shlomo became the wisest of all men. Okay? So that, we got, he's got the credentials for the first nine chapters of the book. Next, he's described as being Ben David. We all know that David Amalek was, was a Chassid. Right, David was a Shamra Nafshi Ki Chassid Ana. David says to Hashem, guard my soul because I'm a Chassid. means I serve you not just what I need to do, whatever, I, I'm, ever, I, I'm completely dedicated to you, in my service to you, right? So therefore, David says that about himself. Now Shlomo is being described over here as being a Ben David. Now, ben David, again, if it just means biologically, so great, I, I don't need to know that. I'm, I'm aware that Shlomo was a son of David, right? So when he's saying, you should know, I'm the son of David. So what that means is he's saying, I followed my father's footsteps, I learned from the greatest chassid, right? I, I am also expert in this area. So therefore you can trust me in the Musr that I'm going to be teaching you in the second section of the Sefer, you can trust me that I know what I'm talking about. Because David was a servant of Hashem? David was a chassid. And because you... The only way you reach Chassidus is via Musr, or, or what? That's what we're doing on Sunday nights, Masil Sharm, right? Right, right. The right. entire Sefer is to get you to Chassidus. I thought that was... Right, Josh, that's why, you, that's why you come. Is that the last, that's the last... Um... No, I thought that That's the second half. Chassidus is the second half of the book, but really, if you read the Hagdama, which we just did, we learned the Hagdama, mm-hmm. we see that the entire Sefer, Masil Sharm, is written in order to help people become Chassidim. Uh-huh. Right? Because that was A-level, that's, that, that's the part that I don't... That I don't fully right, there's, there's, there, there's a... Uh, I think um, I don't know if we spoke about it. I, th- I thought we did when we just started. When we just started preachers. We, we spoke about this concept that yeah. that there's a, actually one rung in the ladder called Hasidus, mm-hmm. right? But then the entire second half of the book is, is in a more general sense called Hasidus, oh, okay. right? Just like the neshama we call our entire you know, soul, and yet it's you know if you subdiv- subdiv- subdividing the soul, it's one of those parts. You know, the neshama versus the versus the higher the chida. So again, so being that David was the Chassid, 
and Shlomo is, this, is saying, I am his son, I followed in his footsteps here, therefore I'm qualified to teach it to you. And then finally, Melch Yisrael, this is a little bit less intuitive, but Melch Yisrael speaks to someone who is an expert in Torah. How so? Well, first of all, uh, one of the main jobs of a king, really, is, is, a, is a judge. Yeah. Right? That's why, for example, in Rosh Hashanah, when we coordinate Hashem as king, it's also the day of judgment. Right? The, the, the two go hand in hand. A king sits in judgment. Right? So judgment is, is with the law of the Torah. Um, the the Pasuk says, uh, The Torah says that through me, kings will rule. Gemur and Gitna says, um, who are the who are kings? There's the rabbanon, there's the rabbis. They're the they're the real kings. Yeah, so there's a their connection. A king is the giver of the law, right? the Hammurabi code of law, right? Uh, so that's uh, the, the king is the, the lays out. So by us, he's not making up his own nonsense. The king is the, is one that has to know and faithfully execute the law of the Torah. So being that Shlomo is describing himself here as Melch Yisrael, again, something we would have known anyway, he's describing it to emphasize that he is a expert in Torah. He, he understands Torah, he understands how to help us learn and grow in Torah. Does being a judge automatically infer that he's a Talmud Chacham? Meaning that he, yeah? That's the job of a judge. Okay. He's to know the law and to apply it. Right? When I hear judge, I don't automatically assume... Yeah, but don't mean, you don't mean judge like a no, like secular law. Right. Like, yeah. You only have to discern properly in every case, basically, what the proper ruling would be. Right. Fine, wonderful. So that was Pasuk Aleph. Now, Pasuk Beis. So the Das, Chachma, Musr, Lehavin, Imre, Bina. So, not only Shlomo Melech foreshadow that, you know, the, the entire Sefer is divided into these three parts of Chachma, Musr, and Torah, but actually, in the very second Pasuk, after he's introduced himself with these three credentials, he goes on to say, this book is going to be... To know Chochma, what does that correspond to? Chochma <laughs> corresponds to Chochma, right? Okay, Josh, what does Musa correspond to? Right, or Musa, the second, the second portion, right? You're overthinking it, right? Musa, it corresponds to Musa, very good. Then David, what does Lahavin Imer Bina correspond to? You underthought that one. I know, that was a curveball. What's the third book? What's the third section of the Mishnah? Torah. Torah, right? No. How did, how does that I lulled you into a false sense of security. Bina, so deeper knowledge is... Imre Bina. What's Imre Bina? Utterances. From a language of saying, Amar. So Imre Bina, utterances of understanding. What are utterances of understanding? Torah. Okay, so not just Chochmah, is in general, it's not, not, not that which is directly expression, uh, directly in the Torah. Obviously, all Chochmah sourced in the Torah, but this is Chochmah in general, Chochmah, Ladas Chochmah, to know Chochmah, Umusr, and self-refinement, having to understand, Imri being utterances of understanding, what utterances is someone, someone uttered them, I mean, to say Hashem, yeah, it says the Torah. So what's different now with, with your base here versus what you started just do the same first reading. Yeah, but, uh, so he didn't explicitly, he, he, we explained the kind of, in anticipation, but now we're seeing it in the text. It means, the first verse just said, Shlom ben Dov But we haven't yet took our hands. So those are the three criteria, three credentials he's showing you. And now he's saying to you, and what are these Mashalim going to be doing? Here's what I'm going to be accomplishing. He's going to be teaching you Chachma, Musr, and Imei Bina. In other words, Torah. So he's right here telling you about these upcoming three sections in this entire book. So after telling us that, 
qualifications that he has for these three sections, he tells us, and therefore I will teach you these three sections. Are we still referencing the first part of those four things when you mentioned the, uh, the material, the who, and the... No, that, that was more general. That wasn't, okay. that wasn't specifically with these three sections of the book, okay. right? Um, the, uh, that, that was, that was well, the, the, the Villa Gone. Yeah, the Villa Gone oh. was, uh, this is all the, this is all the Gone. Um, that uh, he, he, he's saying, in general, um, everything is going to be made up of that. So here it's made out of Masholom. It was done by Shlomo. It was, it is in general enlightening our minds and it's for the sake of Musa. But now we're actually saying there's going to be these three parts and Shlomo is qualified in all three parts. So let's go to the next passage. Let me just take one more uh, point over here that there are three parts. So yes, Shlomo, Shlomo divided up Shlomo divided up this book into three sections, Chochmah, Musr, and Torah, right? because there are these three intelligences that a person has. One is, let's say, you know, abstract wisdom, like a scientific knowledge type of a thing. Right? Then there is internal knowledge, knowing how to refine yourself, how to improve yourself as a person. That's, that's, that's going to correspond to Musr, obviously. And then the third type of knowledge that people have is knowing how this world works, and how to how to um, accomplish things, how to get things done, right? Like let's say, uh, if we if we, if we had to, one would be like a, a scientist. The first one would be a scientist. The second one would be a maybe a salesman, right? And the third one would be a, would be a, I don't know, a CEO or something, right? So like the the the, the, the second one is he's, he he know he understands people, he understands himself, he's pleasant to be, he's a pleasant person, etc., right? The Scientist is all head up in the clouds, and, and the CEO knows how to move things and get things done, right? So that's the, these are the three seichels. So with uh, with us, so there's three parts. There's the hukim, the mitzvahs, and the mishpatim, right? So the hukim, supernatural commandments, very very high lofty thought, right? This is in the Torah itself. So that would correspond to the abstract thinking. Then the Makshava, being wise about oneself, about people, is that would be Mishpatim, understanding how people work, refining one's midos, etc. And then the world of action is the, is the mitzvahs, doing, doing mitzvahs, uh, uh, accomplishing the goals that Hashem set out for us in, in the physical world, doing, do, getting things done. That's the Torah, is the, means here by Torah we mean the mitzvahs of the Torah. Okay? So, those, so that's the Chokhmah, the Musr, and the Torah means the the understanding of the mitzvahs of the Torah. Okay, so those are the three, and the reason why there's three of them, again, is because we have three types of thinking that we have. Okay, Pasuk Gimel. So we said that the Pasuk Gimel was giving us the ultimate purpose. What's the, what's the point of becoming so wise and working uh, and, and, and knowing, uh, knowing all these different things? It's Lakakas Musar Haskil, to take successful self-correction measures, Tzedek mishpat to misharim. Tzedek is we're going to see is uh, to do tzedakah, to do kind acts with people. Mishpat is to be just, to not to not wrong anyone, and misharim is to be merciful. So back then, in the, in the previous pasuk, in the pasuk base, we started with chokhmah. You have to begin acquiring knowledge first, and then uh, only afterwards can you move over to musr. But when we're over here in the third pasuk, we're dealing with the ultimate purpose. What 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 am I trying to accomplish? Then is the other way around. And the very first point you say is Lakachas Musa. I'm not talking about anymore how I'm going to get there. I'm talking about now, you know, what, what is it all for? Right? So right away, Lakachas Musa. 
as opposed to the second pasuk was Ladas Chachma, Umusim. Because there we're talking about the how, now or the what. Now we're talking about the for what in the third pasuk. Let's uh, let's hold it here. Um, we'll probably have to revisit the third pasuk a little bit more, and then we'll be able to uh, launch forward. Okay. Any questions? So this is more of a preliminary before we get into the. So the first three psukim were the were, are the preliminaries. We're almost done. I would say we're almost done with that. Just a little bit more, and then and then we're going to launch into the chachma, which is going to be discussing how one elevates his own his own uh, ways, you know, his understanding of the world, uh, and ultimately again always with the mind of self-refinement. But that's the first section. Is the purpose of using analogies to build a oh, great question? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Thank you. Yes, what's the concept of analogy? So, analogy in Hebrew, the word moshel comes is the same language as moshel. A moshel is a ruler. Okay, now what's the connection between an analogy and a ruler? Not a ruler like a, a measures distances, but uh, someone who rules, right? Uh, and, and, uh, the reason is because a moshel, we can think about it like a, like a like tweezers or, or a hemostat, right? Where there's a little tiny thing, very, very, very refined little tiny microchip or whatever it is, right? And I'm trying to get a handle on it. I'm trying to get a handle on it. But with my big fat fingers, right, I have I, I no chance of being able to pick it up, right? So what I need to do is I need to be able to take something that parallels that little tiny thing over there, but it's actually kind of all blown up, much bigger, much more gross, right? That I should be able to grab the thick end of the tweezers, right? And 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 there's a parallelism, just a s- different scales, right? That the part that I'm able to grasp is very coarse, big, right? That's because that'll that's easy for my fingers to grab. And on the other side of it, it's super tiny. Uh, that I should be able to pick up that little tiny microchip. Yeah. So our mind is also kind of like these, like these fat coarse fingers, right? And the thoughts that we're trying to connect to, wisdom, are very, very fine. Very, very fine. And it can be difficult to grasp them, to rule over it, to really have control over it, to really go- to get a good grasp on these concepts. So the way that you do it is with a muscle. Yeah? Because the muscle is a much more coarse than the actual idea it speaks to. But it gives you something to grab onto. Once you have something to grab onto, then really you have a, you have a handle on the much more refined idea as well. That's that's the, the material. Okay, awesome. Yosef, that was a great way to end this first session. So is that kind of like a Rabbi Shulman proverb right there? That was a proverb, that's right. <laughs> Very good. I gave you a marshal to understand a marshal. Perfect. <laughs>